Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 443 from June 10th, 1997. A Tuesday night show with no guest once again, just the love between the two hosts. The first 15 minutes of this episode have been restored. There was an 81-minute version, a spinfly tape. It's been flowing around the archive for a few years. But now we have a full, complete version, thanks to the Kevin tapes. Adam and Drew start the show by thanking the woman who provided them with their chairs for the studio. Engineer Mike claims the daytime shift hosts, Casey Kasem and Tom Likas, don't use the chairs. Tom because he stands, and Casey because he has his own custom chair. There are some great female callers later in the show, Stacy and Sherry. Two different topics, two different tones, two insane calls. And as per usual, it's recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Let's go down. All Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yippee! Yippee! Alrighty. You need a pick call? Alright. <laughs> I shot my wand the first uh, uh, three seconds of the show, Drew. That's All it. Right, I'm tapped out. You're going to have to carry it. That's fine. Alright. Now, don't get smug, Drew. It's, uh, it's very unbecoming. This is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist, and um, I'm looking at Drew's chair. Here, Jennifer. Show. All right. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the woman yes. and family who uh, brought us these chairs. No, and business. I, I did not know how miserable I was till till this. Yeah. You know? Is this wonderful? Yes. Absolutely. And, uh, Mike, I know that the rest of the Westwood 2 staff uh, uses these chairs uh, all day long. Am I correct? No, they do not. Why don't they? Because you made a big... I don't st- let them. You made a big oh, you're so full of crap, Mike. Seriously, do they? No. You don't know. Of course they do. Casey has his favorite chair, and Lycus stands up. Oh, Lycus stands up. That's right. That's what I would do. I actually, uh, that, that's the difference between me and Tom Likas. He stands up to do his show. I would like a cot right. to do the show I, from. I know you would lay down if you could. Nobody get him any kind of easy chair, please. Oh, boy, <laughs> if I could get some sort of recliner set up uh, in here. Uh, I'm telling you, we got to get the TV fixed, Drew. <laughs> I can't concentrate without the TV on, Drew. All right, Drew, uh, why don't you move your chair up a little and get involved with the show tonight. I, I, this mic isn't right. That's why I moved it down. Yeah, but don't you want to be above the mic, looking down into it, like okay. with some? Like, here's what I look at, Drew. I look at the mic as the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? When 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 uh, Mussolini went out to address uh, the people, when Hitler went out to address the people, he didn't do it from the basement. Yeah, Adam, I knew he did it from the balcony. Do you your, understand? Your political views are going in that direction, but I'm not uh, talking about please. politics. I'm talking about power. I All like right. to look down on the microphone. All right, let's go. All right, I uh, really don't give up. All right. Did I give the phone number out? Do it again. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. The Offspring will be in here tomorrow night. And uh, the next week we hear uh, Tom Arnold and Toad the Wet Sprocket will be in here, who I'm uh, very much looking forward to meeting. Toad? Yes. Yeah. Always been a fan of their music. Uh, sound like great guys. Have some mutual friends. And would love to meet them. The last time they were in here was like about five years ago, right? It's in like what Catherine Wheel, Toad, and uh, like Rage, Rage Against the Machine was in here back then. Remember? Oh. I like when you abbreviate the bands. Yeah, Rage, Toad. 
Uh, Kathy was in here. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, uh, Kathy's wheel. Uh, Rage, Toad, uh, Beasties. But it's so bizarre. That's that's the last time that we had those, that sort of group of bands. And the big glam rock band, K. Ah, All right. Uh, Ray, 20. Ah, there she is from Kentwood Office Furniture. Ah, office. Julie Kaminsky from Kentwood Office Furniture. Your leader in office furniture for over a fifth of a year. Ray? Yes, I'm here. Hey. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? All right. What do you need? Well, um, I've been married for about a year now, and me and my wife dated about... Um, Two years, I guess, before we got married, and uh, we have a—we've always had a very active sexual relationship with each other. And one of our favorite activities is oral sex between each other. And um, up until here lately, she has loved giving it to me, and now she she's just having um, some sort of difficulty, uh-huh. and she doesn't know what the problem is. What is the difficulty? Well. She just can't do it. Um, she she starts gagging, or she just she just can't do it. She's thinking, she doesn't want to do it. No, she wants to. She, no, wait a minute. Well, she says she wants to. Right, and she doesn't like doing it when she does do it. Yeah, well... Um, I take gagging as a compliment. <laughs> I usually get the... Uh, uh, I get oral pleasure while the, uh, while the woman rattles off uh, livestock in an auctioneer-type uh, format, Drew. It, if if you ever get that, it's an insult. I don't know if you've I had imagine. that. Yeah, no. Or when they carry on phone conversations and their voice sounds exactly the same as it would. All right. Uh, yeah, so well, I would consider a compliment if she would gag and well, keep but, on doing Where it, is she? Know, is she around right now? Where is she? Um, she's at the house. I'm at a I'm at a payphone. I mean, oh, I, really? I feel sorry for your wife. I mean, she she is uncomfortable. Hold on, you you left the house to get on a payphone to call us? No. Um, oh. I, um, our phone is disconnected because we're fixing to move. Oh, okay. So. Now, let me give you a moving tip. Uh, go ahead and disconnect the phone and the electricity after you move. It's, uh, it just makes things that much easier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we do appreciate you going down and paying hard-earned money to talk to us on the phone. <laughs> um, what has changed in your relationship other than this? Because um. let me tell you something about oral sex. I, I'm going to be uh, dead honest about this oral sex, so I hope everyone's listening carefully. Neither sex, with the exception, and listen, there's always a fringe element that's into anything uh, of a group. Right. But when I speak, I speak for the masses, right. for the majority. Speak. Tell us the truth. Neither right. sex is much into oral sex. Neither gender. It's not bad. If it's they, all if, right. If they had a different way to accomplish the same thing for that person, they'd do the other thing. You see what I'm saying? Or you mean if you had some sort of device you yeah. could clamp on or, or you've cloned your mouth somehow and uh, you could be in the next room eating out of a jar of peanut butter while your mouth was upstairs uh, humming away? Yeah, absolutely. I, this is what I believe. I, I know it sounds uh, like uh, I think the vagina is half empty, but this is the way I look at oral sex. But you do it. And I'll tell you why you do it. You do it because you love the other person, because you care about them, and you enjoy seeing the pleasure that they're having. Now, when you get to the point in the relationship where the oral sex dries up, that means the caring is leaving, too, because or you only something. did it because you cared. Or something. Or, or, you know, there, there can be other sort of feelings that come up that are disturbing and make the whole act kind of unpleasant. 
Have you ever, uh, out of curiosity, you guys get any kind of arguments? Um, actually, here lately, our relationship has gotten a lot better. Were you ever in arguments before? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever strike her? No. no. Noth nothing like that ever no, happened? No, we were never physical. Okay. Well, abuse. All right, do you still do oral sex on her? Yes. Now, now more than I used to. All right. Uh, a little compensation. <clears throat> Try to uh, guilt her into it. <laughs> all right, I would just talk to her. That's all. Yeah, don't yeah. force her. Do not force well, her. Well, do not. You know, I, I, well, look, no, no, you don't force her because that doesn't get you anywhere. I, I saw an interesting interview the other night with Goldie Hawn where she was talking about, you know, what a woman wants in relationships. And she was pretty honest in this interview. And she was talking about how women just want to be touched and held and n don't want to feel that they have to do something or they need to be ha had in some way. They just want to know that somebody cares a lot about them and wants to wants to be close to them. Right. And it takes quite a bit of of the sort of nurturing. I mean, nurturing. And, <laughs> Sorry. And and uh, and physical closeness without being overtly sexual to get somebody into that a woman into that uh, the act. I know, but here's the problem: it's, it's a fundamental problem that is is has plagued mankind uh, since uh, mankind uh, landed on the planet. Boy, I'm real eloquent tonight, yeah, aren't it's, I? Yeah, it's really quite striking. <laughs> Claire's a bell. Which is, guys get the erection. A, a guy can do as really? much... Really? Would you let me finish? Guys can do as much cuddling, as much touching, as much stroking as the next guy, but once the erection kicks in, then the penis wants to get involved in the mix. You understand? It's like a tag team wrestling match where you see your partner's getting a crap kick down and the other guy just wants to dive in and kick some ass. And the penis, once it becomes erect, says... <laughs> this is the highbrow show. Once the penis gets erect, it, it has to enter the mix. It wants to get in there. And then once the penis gets in, that's when the, uh, the thumping and the grinding and the pounding and the gnawing and the biting Whatever. comes in. You, you know what I'm saying, Drew? You know what I'm saying. I think you do. Yeah, I know you do, but the the point is that that needs to be contained, oh, wow. and that right. men ultimately. All right, but once that the, erection oh, is okay. going, it cannot be contained. It is like yeah, uh, the, it, the, the, the T Rex in the original uh, here, uh, Jurassic here, Park. It, this is a more of an, a corollary to what I've said okay. earlier that if women don't demand, Laura, please, Laura, oh, hold on, oh, oh, Laura, quiet for a second. If, if women don't demand men behave a certain way, they won't. That's right. And uh, you know, if men, if they, men have to be taught. I mean, really taught uh, in detail what it is that woman needs. Well, here's and what you're women, saying: and for a man to get his needs met, ultimately, you know, just the way a woman needs to know what a, a man's all about in order to get her needs met. All right, the penis needs to be trained, uh, just it is like very uh, dysfunctional. Uh, <laughs> we already have that on our car. <laughs> not, not with you saying it needs to be trained before it. No, no. But here, here's what I'm saying. The penis is like a third entity in the house. There's uh, the male, there's the female, and then there's the penis. And if you let the penis, uh, females, uh, you're in charge of wrangling the penis, of training the penis. Now, if guys you, are hopelessly... Uh, uh, they're uh, soft the, on their own penis. Yeah. <laughs> they're hard on their own soft penis. They're soft on their own hard penis is what I'm trying to they, say. They're just a victim. Oh, they look the other way. No, they're, no, they're just... They they're, treat no. the penis like, uh, like, uh, like your uh, big fat uncle came in once in a while uh, giving you candy and letting you go and stay up all night and all that kind of stuff. The penis will crap all over the place, ruin the carpet, uh, scratch up the sofa. The man does not care. The, pen the woman must break the penis in. She must train the penis. Set limits for the penis. 
Are you listening, Anne? And, and ultimately, uh, a man. I train my penis at home. I know. And ultimately, man. Sitting at home waiting for me uh, attention. When, can when, be gratified emotionally when, if, if he allows a woman to do that. When Anne, oh, it's better. Like yeah. It's like a dog that behaves is, yeah. is a happier dog. That's right. Uh, when uh, when uh, producer Anne's uh, husband, Doug, comes in, <laughs> penis waits out in the car. I noticed that. Yeah. And then when she drives, it sticks its head out the window. Oh, yes. Oh, that's a sight. A lot of horn honking going on there, I'll tell you what. And where the hell were we, Drew? Oh, Laura, yeah. I knew I'd get onto a joke eventually if I talked about the penis for the first 45 minutes of the show. Laura, 14. Uh, oh, my God. I love you so much. All my friends think I'm a freak because I'm so obsessed with you. Man? Um, <laughs> Are you talking about me? Yeah, because I'm always talking about you. <laughs> this is such deja vu because uh, I told the story when uh, when I first uh, got hooked up with my first girlfriend at 14. She said it's between you and uh, this other guy who was my friend. And I picked you. All my friends think I'm nuts, but I picked you. <laughs> that, that sort of uh, orientation has played you throughout your life, I guess. It certainly has. It's quite a, quite a uh, so says something about you somewhere. Your friends uh, belittle you for your yeah. for, because you worship me? Yes, and I can't believe I'm talking to you right now because I've been listening to you for so long. And if you'd like to cry, you may. <laughs> Did you ever meet the girl last night that came over to the studio, by the way? Yeah, Coco. Coco. Uh, Coco came by last night about, um, about what time did she come by, Andrew Mike? Right about 12? We invited her down, yeah. Me and Mike teamed her in the parking lot. Well, no, I should ask who you look like, Adam. Who do I look like? You look like... Well, a little bit of Gilbert Gottfried, but not too much. And but mostly Adam Sandler and George Clooney. Uh, oh, all right. Yes. Now you're talking. And you a are hybrid the combination. Thank you. All right, Laura. What's what's your bigger problem? Well, That's a, this, I, is a, this is a pretty substantial problem. I, I know, but I'm guessing there's something, some abuse in the home, some uh, right. substance abuse, perhaps. Yeah, undoubtedly. Not really. <laughs> but I just want. I have a list, and I was wondering if there's any way that you can like. Help. A lisp? Yeah, like... I can't hear it. Uh, oh, I can kind of hear it. Say, she sells seashells by please the don't seashore. Please say that, I can't. Please, please. <laughs> if you love me, you'll do it. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. You can barely hear it. I, I imagine there are speech therapists out there that could give you some little techniques that would probably get you over it quickly. Really? Yeah, I bet. I bet you. I mean, I, you're you're a little bit. You're 14. I mean, you sh it should be something pretty simple to get over. Really. And I'd like you to. Uh, here's what I'd like you to do, Laura, because I'd like to start grooming you uh -huh. uh, for my future wife. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's what I'd like. Uh, first off, I'd like to uh, put you on a steady protein diet. Okay. I like a strong woman. All right. Uh, then I want you to walk everywhere with a book on your head, <laughs> because I uh, I like posture. I like a woman who holds her chin up when she walks. Okay. Um, I haven't looked at you and been able to size you up, but um, I'm guessing we'll need some surgery done. Uh, perhaps some augmentation, uh, perhaps even just binding of the feet or some collagen injections, uh, contact lenses. I want you to look completely different. Okay. I'll do it for you, Adam. All right. And uh, I'd like you to start getting fluent in Spanish. I am. Oh, well, you are? Kind of. Oh, you are? I All right. Get, stick with that. Stick with the Spanish. I, 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 I deal with a lot of uh, Hispanics, and I don't know the language, and I'm going to need a go-between. Please don't tell her to make a giant coil pot. <laughs> and you're going to have to learn to bake from scratch. 
All right. All right. These. I'll do it for you, Adam. All right, Laura. I'll be waiting at the altar. Laura, see a speech therapist. I'm sure there's something they can do to help you out real quick. All right. Uh, Melissa, 15. Hello. Hey, hello. Hey, guys. Um, yeah. Before I have my question, I just want to say you guys are really great. And Adam, my boyfriend, is totally in love with the little Drew Shuffle, Drew Boogie thing you put together. I did not put that together. Who put it together? <laughs> that was uh, Engineer Mike. Well, he thinks it's the greatest thing. He'd give up TV and everything for it. Oh, really? He just thinks it's wonderful. Now, does he like the Drew Boogie or the Drew Shuffle? Both. Oh, he likes them both? Both. He oh. has them on tape, and he plays them over and over and over. Oh, okay. Again. All right. Okay, here's my question. Um, me and my friends were sitting around one night, and we just finished our freshman year in high school, and we were wondering if we were misled a little bit because we took the sex education class. We were told that if a male and a female are like... Um, say their bodies are on top of each other completely nude and their genitals are touching and say like you know the juice is loose or whatever is it possible that something from the male can get into the female and impregnate her i, mean, I suppose it's possible is but it possible i suppose it's possible but it's highly unlikely okay why uh, what, what were you taught um they, that's just what they told us right that, there. that you could get pregnant yeah I mean, it's possible. I mean, think about it. It just, just. I mean, the mechanics are possible. Okay, and we and we didn't know if we were misled on some other things. Like we were told that there's a high risk of it through anal sex. High risk of what? Of pregnancy. Yes, but the kid uh, comes out cigar shaped. I don't see how that could be. Um, I mean, there obviously must be. You know, if things are not. Uh, Unless you're kept, doing a little double dipping. Kept clean, right. Oh. Or kept clean in there. Uh, we, I mean, we didn't think that was right or anything, but you know. All right, what, uh, again, uh, not, what is I'm this? Not, uh, these are not high-risk Is this behavior. a junior college prep school you're going to? No. Do they have junior college prep schools uh, where everyone just said, hey, listen, uh, listen uh, today we're going to teach you how to smoke and blame your parents. All right. Uh, tomorrow's a hacky sack. And the following day, we'll teach you how to blame the man. I think I went to a junior college prep school. Uh, at least. We live in Bakersfield. What was the other thing, Melissa? That, you were um, that was just basically it. Oh, um, and the other thing, okay, um, male and female having sex, guy says, I'll pull out before anything happens. Right. Can he do that? Or is there some kind of like... He can do pre- that, but there's pre-cum. So there is. Yes. And, and, uh, and that, that can be highly concentrated. And, and let me tell you when the guy decides to pull out. Uh-huh. Um, there, <clears throat> I'll try not to get too graphic because I, you're, you're, you, I know about your delicate sensibilities. You're oh, all of 15, yeah. Melissa. But here's the deal. As a man, w- when the orgasm comes as a man, it is as big a surprise to the guy as it is to the woman. Okay. It is uh, like uh, when a uh, hobo gets hit by a train uh, every once in a while. You read about it in the news. Uh, he, it's not as if he saw it coming. Boom. One minute you're uh, you're urinating on the tracks, the next minute uh, you're uh, riding the front of an Am Amway Amtrak. Uh, Amtrak uh, I was going to say Amway <laughs> Amtrak uh, on on the way to your beloved Bakersfield. Okay. So uh, if a guy says he can time it, he's he he may be lying. You don't want a chance. Yeah, that. he may not be able to. Right? All right. No, all right. All right. Uh, I always love, uh, and you never have these conversations later on in life. So enjoy them while you can. The hypothetical pregnancy conversation that is a rite of passage in every teenager's life between the age of, say, like, 
13 and maybe 16. Th- that and then, would you, if you had a million dollars, do the following? And there's always, uh, that, oh, right. no, wait, I'm, I'm knee deep into that yeah, you're one. You're still doing that. All I'm right. still no, into no, that no, one. No doubt. But I, I like the one where, and someone always say is, uh, like, my cousin Chet, uh, his girlfriend got pregnant this way. You know, they'll, they'll personalize right. it like right. an urban myth. Right. Uh, he was at the zoo, and uh, a baboon um, uh, masturbated onto some of, uh, uh, onto its feces and then threw it at her. And she was wearing a skirt, and uh, the wind was blowing hard. And uh, nine months later, a um, uh, baboon boy came out of her. Or the old uh, jacuzzi one. A lot of guys have uh, been known to take care of business in a jacuzzi. All right. Can you believe we get paid the same amount? Kim. Yes. You're 18. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, long-time listener, second-time caller. All right. Uh, I just, you know, love you guys. Uh, best radio show, best show on MTV. You guys rock. Wow. We're digging you now, Kim. <laughs> We're going to give you extra good advice, not that bogus BS we give to everyone else. What's up, Kim? Um, I was just wondering if I can ask uh, one quick question before I get to my actual question. Yeah. Um, it's about, um, I already know about the thing about Rakakulus, so it's cool. I just want to know how did you got, um, get Mahalo? I stole it from the Hawaiians, who uh, were overusing it. Oh, I see. But under-promoting it. Oh, cool. The Hawaiians are the um, laziest uh, people linguistically in, uh, on the planet. I'm convinced of this. They have uh, three and a half letters in their alphabet. Uh, there's four words, uh, mahalo, uh, aloha, and uh, macadamia nut, I think, uh, which is the other two. That's all they have. And then they have to form sentences out of those three words. Uh, mahalo, aloha, macadamia nut. And, and then they'll change the order. Aloha, mahalo, macadamia, or not macadamia. You understand, Kim? Yeah, I understand. So I decided uh, to take that from them. Cool. Okay. I, I think it's kind of smart because when you go to Hawaii, um, all you hear is mahalo. You don't hear aloha. Everything is mahalo. Don Ho, at the end of a show, what does he say, Drew? I'm sure he says thank you and mahalo. Because <laughs> Did you have to count you with I'm sure he says? Well, because every... Cause you, you Just say what he every says. Time, here's what you first... Hear what does Don Ho mahalo. say at the end of his show? Mahalo. No. Here's thank what they'll say. Thank you and mahalo. Which and is like saying thank you and gracias. And, and the first... It really is. It is. It's absolutely. like saying thank you and thank you. And the first time you hear that is every time the stewardess gets on the mic. On the way to Hawaii. Every time. Well, if I don't appear, the movie will be uh, uh, Ed, the monkey movie, will be shown and it's eight dollars for headsets. Thank you and Mahalo. Every every time the mic goes on, clicks on. Yes. And you get off the plane on every trash can, Mahalo. Mahalo. On every on every right. welcome mat, Mahalo. <laughs> True. Talk about me driving material into the ground. Well, but but yet you've never. And if you've been on the mainland, you've never heard that word. It is so. I've never heard it until I went to Hawaii. Drew, you years know ago. if you don't know what Mahalo is, you have not you, been. You've in Hawaii. not been to Hawaii. That's right. That's All what right. you can tell. We got to start exporting Mahalo T-shirts. It's going to be bigger than Hang Loose was in I the mid seventies. When was I there? Like six months ago, and I looked through the entire Honolulu airport for one anything. With Mahalo on it to bring you back. You couldn't rip off a trash can and bring it back Four for me? Four billion things with Aloha on it. Nothing with All Mahalo right, We need so. to talk to an export company yeah. and get uh, Mahalo on the, uh, on the continental Anything. United States yeah. map. Hey, Kim. Yo. We're late for a break. Uh, I'm reading on the screen here you got kicked in the groin during the martial arts uh, class. And now you got some pain in your urine. Uh, pretty much so. All right. Oh, hold on. Then. We'll, let us uh, go to break. We'll get back. We'll talk about your penis. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they're aware so, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know, the one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. 
That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. As Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man and Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to LootCrate.com slash podcast. And then when you get there, enter code podcast and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. Hi, everybody. It's Kathy Lee Gifford. And this week on Kathy Lee and Company, two of the funniest people literally on the planet. First, it's the sharp-witted Dennis Miller. And then a man whose comic art form specializes in creating some of the most uncomfortably compelling characters we've ever seen, including his latest Netflix hero, Derek, whom I just love. And I'm crazy about the one and only Ricky Gervais at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. Oh, Nick, <laughs> Nicky, Nicky, who's Nicky? We'll see them again for Saturday. Yes, we will see them Saturday. Adam, it has got to be tough to be, uh, what, how will we describe? In such demand? A, yeah, such a magnet. Mm. Can we yeah. tell people what we're talking about? No. Yes, stories, stories, stories. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, okay. Producer Ann uh-huh. and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, F up Drew. We'll uh, we'll have a little powwow uh, during the next commercial. Okay. About and, uh, the consequences we'll, of doing we'll this. Discuss the discussion or, or how we should present this material. Yeah. So this is nothing earth shattering. Just uh, it was just musing uh, on here tuned. a little bit. Stay okay. tuned. All right. Uh, I don't want to build it up too much. It's nothing uh, nothing spectacular. Uh, All right. One, where, one, 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 one. <coughs> where were we? Kim. Kim. Oh, Kim. Uh, Kim in a sack. Not sack. Yes. <laughs> Hey. Hey. Hey, uh, hold on, Engineer Mike. Get the Drew with the nutsack comment. I like that. It, he said he it about said, 10 seconds ago. He says he has it already. I know, but he always says that, and then I come in there tomorrow, and uh, his eyes spin around like a slot machine. Kim, what's going on? So you got you got kicked or hit? Uh, yeah, um, last week I um, participated in a um, martial arts tournament that was held in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, I heard that you went to the HF Festival last year, Adam? Sure. Oh. Oh, I was there last week. You were there last week? Well, you know, uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Ten days right, ago. Right, right. So anyways, um... I was a tremendous success, Kim. <laughs> Kim, what's going on? So anyways, um, uh, but, uh, I woke up late and, you know, uh, you know, being a young, irresponsible person, you know, you just get up and go. I grabbed every piece of equipment I thought I could except the one major importance, uh, the cup. Yes. And, um, you know, during the tournament, I did very well. You know, I reached during the finals. and. Uh, what was it, full contact or point fighting or uh, kickboxing uh, or what was it? Oh, uh, point fighting. Okay. 
So, um, you know, uh, they just said the rules about, you know, just don't, no kicking below the belt or anything. So, and uh, during the finals, I thought I did pretty well. You know, I scored a couple points. The other guy scored a couple points. And then later on, he just, um, he kicked me like twice, like in the groin. And I fell down for like five. Oh, it's like the karate kid. Uh. <laughs> you know, when I used to, I used to fight a little martial arts uh, stuff uh, back in the day. And I was known as Shachokoi. Uh, What's up? It uh, it meant uh, uh, masturbating dragon. <laughs> you didn't know they had uh, uh, names that were that complex, did you? No, but I'm delighted that you do. <laughs> uh, so, Kim, you were hit there, and then what happened? And then, um, you know, uh, well, I lost, you know, court. Yeah, but what, tell me the physical ramifications. What did you get any swelling there? Um, basically, what's been happening is just um, every time when I go over to. Um, you know, I go and urinate, it's just, you know, it's kind of painful, and, like, I had a physical, like, like, two weeks prior to the tournament, and the doctor said there was, like, really nothing was wrong. Now, this, this obviously has nothing to do with anything prior to the tournament. This is everything to do with having been kicked there. Now, uh, how long ago did this happen? About, like, a week ago. Um, any pain in the testicles themselves? Um, not really. This was, like, just that, um, basically when I urinate, it's, it's kind of painful. And, and did, it, it, did it hit the testicles or just hit the sort of the, the perineum, the, 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 the soft tissue in between? He, I think he hit the, uh, the testicles. All right. You need to get seen by urologists. It's very important. You can rupture your testicles. You can disrupt the blood supply to them. You can disconnect the spermatic cords. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff that can, that can cause problems. I mean, it really can. Um, I saw a guy a few months ago who got hit with a hockey puck. Oh yeah, it just ruptured it like a like a it just fractured like a boiled egg breaking in half. Was he, was he wearing a cup? Yeah, he was. Yes, imagine that. Oh, and it was still a direct, just like direct uh, contact there. Wow. Yeah. Was there a black scuff mark on it? No. Oh. It, it was. It had to be operated on. Oh. And uh, but there are things that that uh, you know that it can be very serious, and it's probably not a big deal with what's going on with you, but it does need to be checked out. All right. Uh, Stacy. Hello. Babe. Hi. 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 What's going on? Um, my boyfriend wants to, um, okay, I was with my boyfriend, and we broke up for a little while, and I've been with him for four years, and he wants to break up with me, or we broke up, and he wanted me, <laughs> I, I messed around on him, and I was with somebody else. And now I've gotten back together with him, and um, he tells me that he wants me to wait for him and be faithful, but yet he told me that he has a date this Saturday with some other girl and that he's going to be with her. Is this some kind of retribution for what you did to him? Yes, it is. He's saying that it's not, but it is. Well, this is no kind of relationship, is it? Why, why, why do you want to hang around for this? Because I screwed him over. Well, so. okay, so the relationship is in trouble. Uh, Why'd you screw him over? Because... I was not sure of what of myself of everything that was going on. I lost my job, I lost my self-esteem, I almost lost my life. How'd you almost lose your life? Taking it. Okay. So so this is part of a bigger a bigger Yeah, but now I'm okay and um he tells me he wants to be with me, but yet he wants me to wait for him. Yeah. He wants to make sure that he's ready for Look, me. Uh, well, he's, he's just uh, paying you back a little because you hurt his feelings. But worse than that, uh, he, has no, he has no ability to concern himself with you or your needs 
and certainly is doing nothing to support your lack of esteem that you have for yourself. You know, it's only he's only putting you back in that same position of uh, powerlessness. He's preying on the weak. Yeah, he's really put. You may have been doing better. Well, guess what? This guy's going to see to it that you go fall right back into that pitch you were in when he had you before. And uh, I don't think this is a good thing for you. He told me that he wants me to get better. Well, when I get better, then he wants to be with me again. But he wants to make sure that. I am something that he wants. All right. Well, why doesn't he get involved with that process, uh, which doesn't include dating other women, while he's waiting for you to get better? Sounds like he needs to get better. He says he might not be with this person, but I really think that he, he is. He needs to get better. This, uh, you know, is, yeah. now, how old is this guy? 23. Uh, well, what's he do? Does he work? Yeah, he works construction. Okay. He drives a big truck. All right, that's enough. I work construction. I know these guys. <laughs> this is a mistake. Uh, well, that guy in his nuts earlier on the radio, I was waiting for you to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can have a sense of humor about your life. <laughs> I've got to. It hurts. All right, all right I understand. Now, uh, do you have any kids? <laughs> Hell no. Oh, oh good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't take care of myself. How can I have Thank you, Stacey. You do have uh, some judgment. There are people uh, driving by the studio honking their horns and flashing their high beams. Yes. <laughs> yes. No children. <sighs> All right. So one, one child saved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel tonight I've accomplished something. I'm going to save the children before they're born. Yeah. All right. Save them from their parents. All right. Sure, don't overstate the hours. What do I do, guys? All right. Uh, here's what you need to do. Do not be in a relationship right now yeah. because you lose yourself in a relationship. You get a little nutty in a relationship, and you need to focus on uh, taking care of yourself, Stacey. Yeah. You need to get your feet on the ground. You need to mellow out. You need to work through a few issues. I don't know uh, what happened to you in the past, but I'm guessing there, there's been a couple of things that have happened. Yeah. Early it, on. Or early on. Are we right? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I also got raped before I was with this other person. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay. And you know what he told me? He told me that I wanted it, that I could have stopped uh, uh, it at any time. Mm. All right. I, I would love to talk to a guy that says stuff like that. I would know what <clears> the <throat> hell goes on in that guy's mind. But you are an a-hole magnet. I didn't care about myself, so I tried to push hang him on, away. Hang on, Stacey, repeat that. Adam, wait, 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 Adam. Uh, I think I'll break out the reverb. What do you want me to play? Hang on, Stacy. Hold on. He's making a very, very uh, profound statement. Profound, uh, not eloquent, but profound. Stacy, you are an a-hole magnet. <laughs> Why? Thank you very much. And uh, you laugh like a mad scientist. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at your daddy for not pulling out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys gonna talk or do I have you dumbfounded? Oh boy, this is great. <laughs> Stacy, you are completely insane. <laughs> Thank you. I am fifty one fifty. I go to mental health. <laughs> uh, I, this is a true situation though. No, I we, we know it is. Uh, uh, we're kind of uh, taken aback by your um, <laughs> I'm laughing Drew. I, I I I don't uh what what? You, this is what you call, this is a great example of emotional lability. <laughs> Just crying one second and laughing. This is uh, comedy and pathos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, saw, I got a tear coming out of one eye and, the, uh, and, and one side of my mouth is grinning. <laughs> All yeah. right, uh, Stacy. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're uh, you're you're like uh, I'm an a-hole magnet. You're an a-hole <laughs> magnet, and you're as uh, unstable as uh, nitroglycerin uh, on Make on that nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide <laughs> on uh, Muhammad Ali's bad hand. <laughs> uh, do you understand? This is dangerous. Uh, don't get stronger. Uh, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> now listen to me. What? Listen, you mad woman. <laughs> Uh, uh, here's uh, here's here's my uh, here's here here's what I think is going to happen to Stacy. Okay. Stacy is either with that laugh of hers. She's either um, going to end up in a mental institution, yeah. or she's going to take over the world. Because she has that uh, maniacal uh, mad scientist kind of laugh. Thank you. All right, Stacy. Yeah. Oh God, what? I'm not going to cry again. All right, mellow out, baby. All right, listen, listen. Yeah. Where are you living? I'm living in Orchid. I used to live in Lompoc. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in Orchid with some friends. I'm actually living in Santa Maria with my grandma. Okay. Oh. How's grandma's drinking? Grandma quit drinking. Oh, she did. Stacy started to. All right. Stacy. Hi, <laughs> right, Stacy. Yeah. Listen to the truth for just a second. Okay. Uh, you've had a, uh, a. You're only 21, and uh, you've, you've lived three lives already. You've had enough uh, abuse for a prison camp. Uh, your life is tremendously confusing, uh, complex, and what you don't need to do is add more confusion and more distraction Simplify. To it. And, Simplify. And work on a job. Go to a meeting. Work on a little spirituality. Go to a meeting. Call AA. Go to a meeting. Ground yourself a little bit. Forget about the guy. Forget about it. You got bigger fish to fry, like your brain. So I fry that. But uh, just, just, uh, <laughs> okay, Drew. We'll be back. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for, you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast One. Dot com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Hi, this is John Favreau, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right. Last time I saw him, I got along with him. You waved at him no, no, no. at the I, uh, I had a, MTV I had, Awards. Had a very pleasant exchange. Really? Which what? kind of surprised me. What are you talking about? I had a very pleasant Was exchange. I there? Yeah, but you were talking to Kennedy or something. Hi, this is John Favreau. Drew, are you going? Uh, remember that guy who uh, had like a, or a woman who had uh, epileptic seizures uh, whenever Mary Hart would come on Entertainment Tonight about ten years ago? No, you remember go ahead. that story? No, go ahead. No. Does anyone remember that story? No, but you know I'll see you all. So enlighten us. What's going go on here? Go ahead. That, that is like a well. Look, it's, it's it's a stupid reference if no one knows what the reference is. That's what Favreau does to Drew. Yeah. John Favreau, the guy who wrote the Swingers, and was in Swingers, nicest guy in the world, as yeah. uh, far as I know. It's got to be me, obviously. But, but yeah. Drew has a reaction to John Favreau. Yeah. 
All right, but uh, you, you saw him at the uh, MTV Movie Awards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a movie. Mm. And uh, what happened? You talked to him? Yeah. I didn't see you talking to him. A couple sentences. I mean, not, not a huge well, You waved at him when no, you no, walked no, past no, no, him. No, no, no. A little more than that. But, uh, okay. Right. Pleasantries. True, genuine pleasantries. Well, I like the guy. And, uh, and I don't know. dislike him. I just have these reactions. It's bizarre. I, I admit it. It's, it's my stuff. Hi, this it. is John Favreau. All right. All right. <laughs> Engin- okay, so. Enough, Mike. He's going to go insane. Rob, 29. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, whatever uh, topic we're talking about, talking about before, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll bring some stuff in, and we'll have a good time, and that's all I'm going to say. The thing it. we said to stay tuned for. It. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's got to be properly edited, I suppose. Yes. All right, Rob. All right. Uh, actually, I've uh, talked to you before, Adam, a couple of years back. Huh? I used to listen to Champagne and stuff, so I listen to you guys pretty often. What? Wait, what? You used to live in Illinois? Used to, yeah, I'm, down, I'm in Illinois right now. You haven't been on the show a couple of years. Well, a year and three quarter, Drew. All right, anyway. Yeah, Ricky was on the show. Okay. And uh, the, the question I have is, um, I'm gonna try, it's kind of a long story, but I'm going to give you a shortened version. Um, I was down in college, and the girl's been living on the same floor as me. Um, recently, we have just started getting together as the semester was ending. Now she's graduated and she's got her job and she's trying to do her thing but at the same time we realize that we live close enough together that we could try to start something ourselves. Problem is she's never been in a relationship with a, with a guy before other than just him calling or wanting to get together with her when he Did wants. You, are you able to follow this? I'm having trouble. I'm, I'm sorry. I was thinking about John Favreau. Um, you, 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 uh, there's a girl on the floor of your college dorm. Right. And she wants to what? She had just recently graduated with her degree. Yeah. And she's living back at home. Right. What we realized is that we live close enough together to try to start some type of relationship. You still living at college and her living at home? Yeah. Did you okay. already have a relationship? We kind of started uh, about a month and a half into it. It's so bizarre the way he's... he's couching all this i guess i'm trying to make a make it quick <laughs> oh you're you're on a fever pace uh, rob she uh all right so you have the girl lives nearby you want to having with that is she's too afraid and she's too overwhelmed with it you're 29 how old is she she's 24 she's really she's really you there. sound a little overwhelmed for a 29 year old do well i'm kind of concerned about her well how many relationships have you been in i've been in a couple couple, like one and a half? Uh, maybe like two and a half. Uh-huh. How long did those last? A uh, couple of them lasted about two years. <laughs> a couple of the couple? A couple of the couple. All right. And uh, have you dated much? Yeah, I've dated around. I, I guess... If All right. Do you, do you feel like you have a handle on women? Decently, yeah. I really okay. do. Okay. Well, then uh, suss it out. I mean, unless she has been traumatized in some kind of terrible way, uh, she'll get over it. Something is causing her difficulty with intimacy. I don't know why. Uh, we've been intimate, but the problem is she's realizing now that this is serious. Again, well, something is causing her trouble. It troubles her to be intimate. Something is conflicted in her ability to do that. Rob, what are you majoring in? Electrical engineering. Okay, that explains it. My stepdad's electronics engineer. Oh, yeah? 
a guy can, uh, you know, build a, a DC-10 out of uh, uh, junk in, 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 in the tool shed, uh, but he has difficulty with the conversations. <laughs> it's a different part of your brain. Right. That, that engineering part of your brain becomes huge, and then the part uh, that makes you be able to communicate with others uh, shrinks. The human part. The human part shrinks. The mechanical part, uh, huge. He has like a, you bang on one ear, a rector set comes out of the other ear. I guess the major concern I have with all this is I've known her for the past year because of school. And I started having an attraction towards her last semester, and she started picking up on it and interested all right. in me. Okay, Rob, Rob, please, uh, do not turn this into a, some sort of uh, mathematical yeah, equation. Or, it's, it's always it's difficult. Just, yeah, but it's like, uh, Rob, you turn it into one of these things where they give you a, a handful of yarn and a thing of uh, dried spaghetti, and you have to build a structure that will support a 22-pound Brunswick bowling ball. Uh, don't think about it. You like her. You're attracted to her. Right. Go ask her out. Just, you, you and need, if you have a good time, go out with her again. Uh, don't like, examine everything. Right. You need more facility with your feelings. You need to get more in touch with how you're feeling about her and how you're going to manage those feelings. And don't overthink, over-rationalize everything. This, you're into her? Call her up and ask her out. Okay. She's not been out before? Uh, good. She'll appreciate you that much more. Ryan. Hey. Um, hey, you're 14, you little bugger. Um. I, um, on Sunday, you gave some advice to this uh, a guy who, um, and I took your advice about, I just asked her out on the last day of school. Oh, was I talking to you or someone else? Me. Oh. Well, you were talking to someone else. But, <laughs> but you took the advice. Yeah, well, because I had the same question kind of thing. Oh, okay. All right. Here's what the question was. The following day, Monday, was the last day of school. Which reminds me, I'm giving a commencement speech tomorrow. Oh, you are? Yeah. Right. Now, I want to go over that commencement speech, uh, by the way, in a few minutes. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, you do? Yep. Where is it? Oh, it's there? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's uh, go over a few points on that. I'll give you my notes. And we'll punch it up a little bit. I'm the script doctor, Drew. <laughs> uh, you may be uh, the board-certified physician, but I'm the script doctor. All right, so, uh, Ryan, I told this young man uh, to go in and go for broke. Ask her out, because uh, if she declined, you had the whole summer to forget about her. And you didn't have to go back to school the following day and face uh, ridicule. All right, yeah. so, Ryan, what happened? You asked a girl out? Yeah, and we're going out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a group date, though. Oh, I don't care. That's all right. At 14, that's a good way to go. That's right. At 14, it's a group date, and at uh, 24, it's an orgy. Yeah. So, um, should I, like, make a move or anything? Like, well, now, how did, how did you arrange the group date? Um, well, I signed her yearbook, like, call me or, you know. Right. If you want to, like, here's what, here's what I Here's what I suggest. Let her know that you like her. you got to get her liquor done. And try to figure out what she would like. Be very sensitive to what she seems to be wanting you to do and what her needs are. All right, hold on. Let me translate that. Ryan? Yeah. You never really want to get shot down, but you want to keep moving forward, but you don't want to get your hand slapped and you don't want to get told off and all that stuff. I mean, she doesn't want that, really. No, but pick up her, her, <clears throat> her body language. For instance, you make a little excuse to touch her. You know, you say, oh, I, I'm going to do it to Drew. Don't do it. I'm doing it to don't you, do Drew. It. Don't you want you picking up my body language? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Drew. Come on. Get some sugar. There you go. You go like, a, hey, that's a nice shirt. Right, that's, right, right. Uh, That's wonderful. Is that new? Already. Yeah, I feel better. <laughs> you got a little something there, huh? No, but I mean, you know, and 
if she, what I did is I just touched Drew's uh, shoulder and I sort of felt the shirt. Eh, what is that? Uh, right. Poly blend? Right. Right? But, but it's, it's, and then it's, if it's, she sort of like pulls away a little bit, all right, you're screwed. Yeah, it's all cotton. But if she reaches over and goes, well, what are you wearing? And touches you, you're in good shape. But don't assume that she wants you to be clawing at her or to be, you know, attacking no, her. No, I'm so just it, saying, it, it, feel it out. How no, many, that, who suggested the group date? Uh, she did actually. Okay, uh, that usually is a bad sign, but because you're both young, it's uh, she may just want to, you know, feel yeah. you out yeah. in the company of others. Focus uh, on having a good time. How That's many? What she wants. How, how many? She wants to know somebody likes her, wants her, and wants to have a good time. How many people are going? Uh, I think about five or six. Uh huh. Uh, any of the guys better looking than you? I don't think so. Uh, good. Hey, good. You know what, trouble. Ryan? Just have a good time. Okay. Have fun. Be yourself, Ryan. Be yourself. Have fun. Okay. She, right. If she has fun, she will remember the event fondly, even if she wasn't planning to be attracted to you. And don't have a real strong agenda. Don't say, I'm going to get A, B, and C done. Yeah. Just go, have a good time, be relaxed, uh, don't, don't uh, overthink your sentences too much, and just enjoy. And uh, then, you, then, when she feels comfortable with you, you go out on the second date with her. All right, Ryan? Yeah. And that's when you make your move. Okay. All right. See if uh, your older brother Chip can drive you in the van. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Please. You know I'm kidding, Drew. That's, that's... Are, are you in touch with how awkward it was uh, back then, going out on those dates and that whole you, you know that it, whole it, it's thing? It's so horrible that uh, it, it's hard. It's hard to be be in touch with it. You know what I mean? It's so it's so uncomfortable and so awkward. All and, right, but. But let me say this about the uh, young dating thing, and this is life in general. As uncomfortable as it was, a is as, as exciting as it was. Mm. And I don't think I'll ever get that uncomfortable uh, in the presence of a woman you around won't, you won't on the date again. You won't care as much. But I'll never get that excited yeah. about grabbing a, a bra strap again in my life either. You know what I'm saying, Drew? Yeah. yeah. That's how life is. Yeah. It's like money. Yeah. When you're 14 and and uh, someone gives you 100 bucks, it's, oh, my oh. God. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, at uh, 30, 32, 33, what am I? I just turned 33. Uh, 100 bucks doesn't mean anything. It's going to take 1,000 bucks. And, and the, uh, the, 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 it gets an, the uh, ante gets up. That's what I'm saying. This is back to your gerbil theory of life. Absolutely. I began to float. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, such as John Hamm, Zach Galifianakis, Jimmy Kimmel, Corolla, Hardwick, Rogan, all the big guns are with me. We talk about what it's like in Hollywood, behind the scenes, the real deal, the rage against middle age. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One, the home of podcasting. Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Offspring tomorrow night. Tom Arnold towed the wet sprocket next week. And when we come back, we will uh, commence with commencement speech that uh, Dr. Drew is delivering tomorrow to a um, semi-enthusiastic group of graduating high schoolers. All after this in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. 98 KUPD Tempe Phoenix.
All right. Uh, this is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And it is uh, graduation time. And uh, I have no idea who gave the commencement speech at uh, my high school. I think uh, one of my counselors got up on the podium, fired a couple warning shots off, and uh, yelled at everyone with a bullhorn to disperse. <laughs> and uh, go to because uh, I never returned uh, We the People to the uh, book room, which I owed him seventeen ninety five for. If, if you want to know how pathetic my life is, that's all you need to know. I said uh, I graduated on the second to last day because I pulled a D in my Spanish final. Uh, copied verbatim off this Asian girl who sat in front of me, and I know she got an A. And I got a D because I think I got a couple grades knocked off for comping. But the point is... Was it a multiple choice test? Yeah, it was... Uh, you sure you didn't like, get things off by one question or something? No, I, I, I really studied her paper. Uh, I really did. And, and the point I'm is... so proud of you. The point is, is I, I graduated uh, just... If I didn't pass this class, I wasn't graduating. Uh, as it turns out, I didn't need it because I got into uh, carpet cleaning, construction, uh, boxing, and then radio. All things that... The diploma hurts you. Yes. When I went in to apply for this job, and I told the programmer, he said to me, first thing, uh, do you have a high school diploma? I said, uh, uh, not really. Uh, thank God. He said, all right, close the door. Let's do some coke. <laughs> all right. That's radio. But the point is, is I've never used my degree, and I don't have my degree, because when I went to go get my degree, they said I owed the book room money, and I said, uh, 18 bucks? Are you crazy? What do you think, I made of money? That was an outrageous amount of money to me when I graduated high school. Sure. And, and, eight, and, and my d degree was not worth that $18. And to this day, I do not have it. Would you pay 18 bucks for it now? Sure. All right. I'll go down back to North Hollywood High and uh, see if I can Maybe go get that give you some thing. kind of honorary degree. You know what? An anyone, honorary high school degree? Anyone North Hollywood High, maybe they can arrange something for Adam Carolla. Yes, I should be delivering the commencement speech oh, yes. uh, over there. I, I'm, this is my high school I'm going back to. You know how I would start it with? Uh, Miyamo S. Adam. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's now a predominantly Hispanic uh, neighborhood. All right. Uh, so Drew is giving the commencement speech uh, to his alma mater, which yeah. was, uh, let's see, what did I call it? The uh, Little Lord uh, Fauntleroy uh, School for uh, uh, Albino Hemophiliacs with uh, silver spoons in their mouth. It is a prep school. Right. Eight-man football, a bunch of white kids uh, getting ready to uh, go off to uh, Dartmouth and Harvard and uh, all the Ivy Leagues. So uh, Drew is going to address them tomorrow. Right. Now, here's my, my, uh, my note on this. All right, right. The kids are fidgety. It's been a long day, and it's a, a procession of people coming up giving speeches. No. The class president, the valedictorian. It, it, it's way too much. Yes. Make it short. Yes, agreed. All right, now let me see if I can punch it up a little. And don't uh, make it so bleak. I went to no, a, no, it's all very uplifting. Last one of these high school ones, I went to Nate, the, uh, my Catholic little brother's one, like two, uh, a year and a half or two years ago. And, uh, oh, man, this uh, chick went on and on about the yeah. dark and winding road uh, I could filled probably with potholes and, 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 and danger. And it was like, oh, I wanted to kill myself. I could probably do this in eight minutes, I bet you, if I really punched it up. 
All right. Uh, give me the give me the first uh, page first, here. First thing is I. I mean, this is <clears> go just, ahead. Go ahead. Why am I doing this here? This re- I, I pull, ju- pulling teeth. I just want to hear it. I want people to hear what Doctor Drew I, has I'm to not, say. I, I want to save. <laughs> right, that's, a, that's a real shaky start. <coughs> I, I, you know, first I got to tell you something. It is uh, anxiety provoking to go back to your old school. It's, it's like being in the eighth grade speech contest again. It really, it, it's not like nothing else. I mean, you can speak in front of a, you can go to the HFS festival and uh, sit in front of sixty thousand people, and it's not as anxiety provoking as getting up in front of your community of origin. Right. It really isn't. You so, got your old professor yeah, instructors yeah, there. Right. It's just you, you're you're All you're right. thirteen again. Immediately, immediately you're All thirteen. Right. And so there's that. Just as long as the hair doesn't go back to thirteen. Yeah, yeah. If, if you've I'm seen about, pictures I'm, of Drew. I'm write that down. <laughs> All right, now go ahead, Drew. No, that and uh, and I, I found an interesting quote uh, say something the fact that uh, you know, after they were they they actually were looking for somebody. So don't paraphrase. Just come on. No, no, give I'm it to paraphrasing. Us. No, no. All right, but just start at the top. That was the top. All right, let me uh let me No 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 Every time I've returned to speak... Uh, All right, go ahead, I can't bro. Do it. I can't do it. Oh, p- come on. How are you going to perform tomorrow if you I can't do it tonight? I can't do it if he doesn't want to. And don't you know anything about good radio? Obviously, you don't. But yeah, if I knew anything about good radio, I'd get your ass fired. Yeah. <laughs> All right, true. Good call. All right, all right. Listen, why don't you get comfortable with the material, and we'll hear you I do. I can paraphrase. All right, give give me give me a little bit, then paraphrase. What I'm going to talk about the fact that they, they they had asked for somebody who had had some success giving back to the community, and I thought I was really touched by that. And uh, I was going to say something cute, the effect like they went through their list, and when President Clinton turned down their offer, that I was of course next. And uh, can you, can you punch that up a little bit? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 I came across something that. Uh, Chelsea had said to her dad, which was, be wise briefly. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was going to He thought that meant that. Uh, uh, be wise in his underwear. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he misinterpreted that and, completely. And, uh, you know, I... I yeah. Come on, Drew. Anyway, Give uh, us some uh, more beats. Uh, that uh, I, I want... I, there's a lot of young people who uh, are graduating tomorrow. You will not be at their ceremony, right, if but you, you have a chance is, to be here, at their right, ceremony through point. the radio. Go. Here is my point. That in the last 200 years... Okay. Mm-hmm. The last decade of every hundred years, there's been a tremendous amount of discussion about the human condition, and here we are at the turn of a millennium. And and I don't really, you and I discuss it every night, but I don't see a lot of discussion. I see a lot of discussion about technology and what how our lives are going to be different because of technology. But I do not hear people struggling with the 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 mess that we're in as human beings. And we hear about it every night, and it is Go discouraging to, it. to me. Yes. And I, the only optimism I have, and the only reason I, I, I remain optimistic is because of the young people we talk to. I really believe that some kind of new spirit or spirituality is going to grow out of these people. And, and I look forward to it. I don't know what it is yet, and I'm sorry that it's not, uh, not, it's not obviously bursting forth, but it's going to. And Something... these, uh, these are the future... Um... <laughs> You know what it is, therapist you know, but, of the world. But but he, yeah. But here is the here is what I what I like, and that is that I th- I perceive young people right now as craving truth. You know, we always talk about this in this show. We we want reality. We want reality. Our listeners want reality, and I think that is a very healthy impulse. I think the things that have been sublimated through the last couple hundred years are finally kind of coming to the stage as creative forces, and things that things that have. It's, it's doing it right now in an uncontained way. That's why their people are acting out in ways that they don't understand. But to the extent that people are not afraid to confront it and talk about it and be real for once, maybe in the history of the human condition, really. Are you going to quote anybody? Nietzsche, Freud. Who? 
Uh, quote me, would you? I will. What should I say? Um, as uh, my esteemed colleague, uh, partner, and sometimes lover, Adam Carolla, has been known to say, there's no bad pornography. There's, Me amo is Adam. There's good pornography, and there's great pornography. Thank you. And I'm having a kager back at the Drew house. Sarah, 22. Oh, this kind of runs into what you were just saying. Mm. Um, okay, I have two questions. First one, this is really short. I have narcolepsy, and I was wondering if there's any way um, to help cure it without taking medications. Uh, I imagine there are techniques. I, 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 most of what I've been involved with has been, has been medications. Well, it just I've been on medications, and I switched several times, and I just I got extremely, extremely ill from it. You know, there's different kinds of narcolepsy, different ways of categorizing it. Do you know what kind of narcolepsy you have? No. What about going to one of those sleep centers? I'm sure you've been. Because I've had some uh, sleep difficulty, Is, as is you it know. a sleep disorder or is it narcolepsy? I mean, it's kind of different. Okay, then what's the difference? The lady who diagnosed it said it was narcolepsy. Okay. Where, who is the lady? Um, her name is Dr. Scherzer. Oh, okay. Scherzer, yes. Scherzer, I'm yeah. very familiar with her work. Yeah. Yeah. And she, like I said, she put my medication and she... No, I mean, where did she work? Is she is she at the sleep uh, deprivation center at the local college or... No, she had her own office. Uh-huh. And she's a neurologist? Um, yes. I believe so. How long you had this problem for? Um, I guess I've had it all my life. Um, I was sexually abused when I was younger. Okay. I, I, I would not put that... I, to me, if that's what I was going to say, in fact, even before you offer that information, is that... Very often, psychiatric problems get uh, labeled with these sorts of uh, diagnost diagnostic categories. Okay. And uh, I think if you go at, from a psychiatric perspective, uh, very often the sleep disorder yeah. gets cured, and then you aren't falling asleep in the middle of the day. It's a very interesting process, those uh, sleep centers, because I've had um, some uh, difficulty. If you listen to the show, you know I make no bones about the fact that I have some difficulty sleeping, and I did one of those things where they... You, you go into like it's like a facility, and they hook you up with things, and uh, they ask you to go to bed as if you were sleeping, uh, you know, as if you were going to bed uh, on any given night at home. Uh huh. I, I got tossed out for masturbating before I actually. Well, you know, you're on autopilot. What, what are you going to do? I didn't know there was a bunch of a bunch Cameras? of students watching. <laughs> no. No, it was a long way to go no, for that joke. And it's called a sleep center. You never been to, you, you've never is. had a sleep study? No. Okay, you look. Well, I just told it. Well, how Sarah, she Sarah. diagnosed it was because I was having the um, sleep paralysis. And that was, she said that was what made the difference. No, Sarah, there's other reasons for sleep paralysis. I mean, okay. I, usually to make, for a good sleep evaluation, it, it requires a team of doctors, neurologists, psychiatrists, psychologists, to kind of come together and share their, their thoughts. Okay, I had and, two and, of them. And I you had a psychologist and the neurologist. And, and you need a sleep study, I would think. Did you have an EEG at least? No. Yeah, you've had no workup yet. I don't know. It's just all very suspicious to me. All right, so get a workup first. Okay. All right, what's, you're your, more thorough what's your second question? Okay. Um, all right, I've been dating this guy. Actually, we're engaged, and we're getting married in a couple months, and um, I was living with him, and he had um, three other guy roommates, and I'm living at home kind of going in between because of school and everything, and um, I found some pornos in his room, mm -hmm. and I told him, and... This happened before with my last two boyfriends also. And I told them, like, just be honest with me about it. 
about what's going on and stuff. I'm, I'm very open. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, we can hear that. <laughs> You're very open. That's why uh, you, and, you went in there with a dog, a porn-sniffing dog. They were laying right there on the floor. Uh-huh. So he wasn't trying to hide them. Okay. And um, that was actually the second occasion. The first occasion, I found some, and um, one was um, like a guy-and-guy guy type thing, and some of the other three were girls type things and he said that he bought them for a bachelor party so i just missed it you know and then next time i found him laying on the floor and he said that one of his roommates gave them to him and um he said they're not even his and he uh, wait, wait, wait a second I, i've not been to that many bachelor Ooh. parties but uh guy on guy porno at a bachelor party he said it was a joke could be a gag it was a joke yeah uh, i went to a bachelor party where we went to a drag show <laughs> uh, uh it's not guy on guy porn yeah but uh, listen Guys, uh, the best man sometimes likes to goof on people, and he'll get a couple of pornos, and, he, and he'll throw in a gay one and just to screw those, with everybody. Home? Huh? I, I don't know, Drew. I don't. I don't want to exam. I don't What's want to make judgment. What's in your collection? I got a Colt Roundup in there. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not proud of it, but it's in there. I like to balance out the, sex, the collection a little bit. That's all. <laughs> okay, and then. Um, so and then, like, once again, we got in a huge fight, and I'm like, just be open about it. And all right. he said there was a friend, so he gave him to one of his roommates. Right. And then when we were moving out, the three pornos were laying in the closet. And I'm thinking if it was his friends... All right, all right, friend, all right, all right. Sarah, 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 listen. First off, uh, it doesn't matter. Guys always do this. Uh, they find a uh, porn movie um, uh, queued up in the VCR. Uh, they find a porn uh, magazine uh, underneath the sink in the bathroom, and the guy's working this angle. Uh, Rich brought it in, and uh, look, who cares if you spent five bucks for it or not? It, you, you're having your, you're pleasuring yourself to it. That's why the, I lie about it. That's the point, isn't it? Because you're you're a ball buster, Sarah. That's why you lie about it. And when you corner people, they lie. Well, because he lied in the first place. And they I lie. Be, no, 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 no. Listen, Sarah, you create uh, an environment that makes him frightened to tell you that, yes, he uh, likes to look at a magazine every once in a while. But I, I judging by Sarah's uh, demeanor and past um, and his unwillingness to express and, and, uh, and, and show his real self to her. She has reason to be concerned, I think, because God knows what else he's hiding. Really? Okay. I, I get that vibe. Don't get married to the guy, but here's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh by the way. I, I mean, you, you're telling her she's planning like a wedding in a couple months. Okay, but listen, Drew. Let her speak, at least. No, I'm done with her. People create an environment, oftentimes. Yes, of course. Many women are uptight about pornography in the house. It is, is as if you're keeping a girlfriend underneath the bathroom sink or between the mattress and the box break. Many women get uptight about it. Sarah is one and of women, hush, women don't understand that this is a part of a man's life. And, and was a part uh, way before you got there. So the man doesn't want to cause any trouble. What's the guy do? I understand He's he not parting with the pornography, right. so he says, yeah, okay, baby, uh, don't worry about I it. I understand you have your perspective and agenda, and this is very cathartic for you, but think of her. She's been sexually abused. She's got these major psychiatric problems. She finds gay porn. I mean, All right, just the, think of the context the, the gay porn's a little strange, but I, I will buy the bachelor party gag gift. I will buy that. Yeah, but but the context here. Sarah is one of those magnets you referred to earlier. Okay. All right? And so the, the whole situation is suspect. Okay. All right. Keith, 26. Yeah, I want to get a vasectomy, and I hear you guys want to sponsor one. Yeah. Uh, what are your qualifications? 
Well, I, I really don't want to have children. Yeah, but you see, that's almost a, a, a strike for you. Right. <laughs> well, my own Not wanting to have children is like And then people. being responsible. It's almost like someone saying, you know what, I think I need therapy. Yeah, we want to get the irresponsible guys well, and, and uh, contain them. My own childhood was kind of screwed up. We want like Dennis Rodman's really dad. Screw up somebody else's. All right, are you married or are no. you, you're not in a relationship? You don't have someone you can have sex with? No. Well, I'm sorry, Keith. I, I, uh, I appreciate the effort, but we're not looking for single guys who are, um, who are celibate. We're looking for guys who have a couple of kids, you know, three or four kids already, who uh, just got fired because the plant closed down and, uh, and who are having drunken, unprotected sex. Am I right, Drew? Yeah, we want the problems. We want we want to right. uh, we want to say, solve the problems one spermatic cord at a time. <laughs> oh, hold on, engineer Mike, can you put that on a? We're not going to need Drew here anymore. That's what. Hey, all right, you understand my plan now. Did you hear his comment? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything from now on. And if uh, hmm. we're going to solve the problem one spermatic cord at a time, come on, that's uh, that's golden, Mike. Please, don't make me come in there and do everyone's job. Mike told me last night, uh, Producer Ann, that you guys had the new Victoria's Secret catalog in there, and that's why you, I'm, your, your minds have been uh, spinning the last four nights. I ordered the cutest bra. Oh. 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 Hey, these, uh, I swear to God, when Ann gets hold of a catalog, uh, that's it. That's it. That's when Drew starts saying, uh, isn't that right, Ann? Ann? Excuse me. Ann? I'm picking out pale pink or aqua. <laughs> She's giving her a uh, visa expiration date on the next phone. Uh, all right. Uh, I listen to you guys every night. I know. Old. I understand. Same old thing. It's inspiring to our listeners. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> Sherry, 22. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good. Good. Um, my question is for both of you. Um, I have gone through a very strange life. And um, listening to Stacey, I about sort of laughing myself. I sound just like her, kind of. Um, I'm not doing anything self-destructive right now. I'm actually quite a very spiritual person. However, um, recently I've been having these dreams and fantasizing about um, really sick, twisted... All right, what happened to you? <laughs> what happened to me... Um, about a dozen people from my earliest memory um, until I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18. I was sexually and physically abused. Who were these people? Um, all four of my parents. All what? All four of my parents. My mm. birth parents and my step-parents. <sighs> my brother, friends of my brothers, friends of my parents. Is um, that bizarre? Neighbor. Neighbor. in law Cousin. Is that incredible? Um, what are, what are these people doing now? Um, my family. They're in politics, aren't they? I'm local, sorry. Local government, uh, I'm guessing. You're pretty close there. You're pretty close, Adam. What do they do? Um, <laughs> well, I'm in Las Vegas. If that gives you any clue. Uh, they work at casinos. <laughs> no, they're very. They're pretty powerful people. Oh, they're uh, mobsters. Um, and. Uh, Wow. Some of them are, and then some of them are, uh, you know, just regular people, just, you know, run-of-the-mill, but... Um, Chumps. 
They sell good fellas. But they're all but they're all so severely disturbed this way. Isn't yeah. that interesting? And um, All right, so Sherry, when did this start at what age? The earliest memory that I have of any of this going on was when I was two years old. Uh, I mean, just imagine this, though. This is a whole community of people where that's just how families relate. Yeah, but let me, uh, let me just try to make sure we have our facts straight. You're, it started with your mother and your father before they broke up, both physically or sexually molesting you? No, Adam. My um, my real mother and father um, physically abused me. Okay. And they were divorced when I was three years old. All right. And then both of them were married. <laughs> and their new spouses, um, one physically uh, um, abused me and one sexually abused me. Mm. All right. So out of the four, uh, one uh, like the one stepdad. Right. Abuse, okay. Sexually abuse you, and right. the other three were uh, physically, physically abusive. Right. right. Okay. And then, and then, uh, the neighbor got into it, and the neighbor down the street got into it. Um, another neighbor got into it. An in-law. Um, when you say the neighbor, was it the neighbor kid, or was it like uh, the the adults? Kids, teenagers. And how old were you then? It, um, it happened when I was five to eight years old. Oh. <sighs> True. Uh, don't go to Nevada. <laughs> Christ's sake! If you're not getting raped in the bathroom, you're getting raped. You're getting raped at home. Happened somewhere else. So this didn't happen. This happened somewhere else. It happened in another state and also here. Uh, all right. Yeah. Don't go to Nevada anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, so this is uh, like eerie. And and when did you? How old were you when you when you figured out that this uh, was not what was going on? Everywhere, Everywhere else. else, yeah. Um, I always, I've always known my whole entire life that it was wrong, but I didn't realize the seriousness of it until it's about sixteen or seventeen. Do, do you have a? And you say your brother. Do you have another sister? I have a very. I don't have any blood. Um, I have a half brother and a half sister, and the rest of them are step family. And the step is the one that abused you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah you know. You know what I say was about the only that. Sibling who did anything like that to me. Your, wow. your brother what? My brother was the only one who abused me. Mm. Um, one uh, of my of, husbands of the family attacked me. Yeah. When your what? My brother-in-law. Oh. My sister's husband oh. attacked me. The sexually. Right. Mm, sure. Oh. So, uh, when did you get out of there? Um, when I graduated from high school. So you've been gone a while. Right. Did you go to college. Yes. Good. How do you support yourself? I work two jobs. Uh, Drew's going to write uh, Dancer. No, sir. No. No, I'm a very spiritual person. Well, you, Some, something's and, gotten uh, you through this, I'll tell you. That's, that's the only thing that kept me alive. What wow. do you do for a living? What do I do? I'm an accountant. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I also do some things with boxing. Ring girl? <laughs> no, I'm an assistant to oh. um, Cut man? a boxer's... Athletic management team. That's oh, really? Incredible. Yeah. What divisions a guy fighting? Heavyweight. Oh, how's he doing? Um, <laughs> right now he's um, a sponsor for HBO. Well, he will be. He signed a contract with them. Oh, really? Yeah. What's his name? George Foreman. Um, I don't know if I I should say. Well, you can say what they who it's a little plug for the fighter. Mr. Bo. 
Little oh, Riddick? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, he, he raped you too, didn't he? No! No. Okay. No, what? no, no. Don't even Rick go there. Rick Bo, I thought he was trying to get back in the military. He's, he doesn't really know what he wants right now. Okay. I know he's a little confused. He's, he's signed a contract with HBO. All and, right. um, you give the guy $10 billion and he gets a little confused. He thinks he wants to join the Army. All right, listen, Sherry. Yes, sir. Uh, well, we, 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 bye, bye, bye. All right, listen, listen. Um, we have to go to break. Okay. Uh, we've been talking to you far longer than we should, except for you've had such a uh, uh, interesting, and pardon me for saying that, and tragic past that it uh, warrants a little more time than your average, um, you know, 15-year-old who got the soccer ball in the nuts, which is uh, the theme of the show tonight. Right. So uh, just uh, hang tight. Okay. Uh, we'll get back to you, and we'll figure out how you uh, sorted this mess out, because uh, here's somebody that has had the absolute worst of the worst happen to her, Yet, uh, she's going on with her life, uh, she's uh, gainfully employed, and she seems to be reasonably grounded. This is someone who was uh, molested repeatedly by not only the entire fa you know, family, but the block. Hmm. All right, we'll get back and finish with Sherry after this. Hey. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo. Yeah, Film Vault. Why are you listening to the Film Vault? Why? Well, if you're a film lover film enthusiast or just curious about films or maybe you don't know much about movies at all much like my partner over here wait a minute the film vault's a good place to actually uh, have some idea of what's going on around you what if i went back and listened to old film vaults and learned about movies and then i could be more educated for future film vaults that's like back to future type stuff right there Ooh. i gotta go think about that where do i where do i listen podcast one uh, is that one it is okay of lines we're the bloodhound gang Dr. Drew will solve your problems. Adam will give you some. Yes. I like zesty guests who uh, punch up the liners. Remember remember those guys? Yes. Yes, he kissed you. Bloodhound guy. Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, with his tongue. Yeah, that was weird. All right, Drew, don't make me relive that, please. I'm not into the kissing thing. I barely like kissing women. Do you like kissing women, Drew? Yeah. Oh, you do? Mm. It makes you more heterosexual than I. Yeah, maybe it's just they like. They, like maybe they just like they like kissing me more. Hmm? Than they like kissing uh, you. Shut up. You like uh -huh. to kiss women, Adam? Uh, it's 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 good for uh, for a while, but then uh, you know. What I like don't French know. kiss? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does lose something when you finish your twenties. Yeah, there's something about it. Uh, mm. There's something I don't know. I like hugging. You know. We, we are pathetic. Let's get on. <laughs> this is really pathetic. I'm a groper now, now that I'm in my 30s. I was a, uh, I was a smoocher in my 20s, but I've moved on to groping. Yeah. Now, never dry hump anymore. I miss dry humping. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Why don't we do that, Ann? That's not cheating, <laughs> wanna, is it? Well, if we don't... the next break? If we don't kiss, right... Uh-huh. And there's no uh, exposed flesh. Right. We certainly there's could no dry hump. There's just and like women, up against each other. Women, if you dry hump correctly, uh, it really could be better in sex. Forget about it, yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Because it's really, I mean, the best part of exciting. sex. It's exciting. Yeah. It's very exciting. It has all the necessary elements for women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, the excitement. Yeah. Uh, there's anticipation and the uh, mystery uh, before the inevitable disappointment. <laughs> That's the dry chafe. All right. Uh, no, 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 right. No, 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 Where were we? All right. Well, I can't remember everything. All right. Just Sherry. Yes, sir. All right. So you were um, uh, passed around like a, a joint at a Doobie Brothers concert your entire life, and now 
you're relatively sane. Did you have treatment? Um, I went to three different therapists, and um, none of them lasted very long because they couldn't handle me. They said that I, I'm too bitter and too angry and too much of an enigma for them to help me and that there was nothing for them to do for me. Really? That doesn't sound like, uh, all right, Drew, what's going on, Drew? Well, I just wonder if, I mean, sometimes some some difficult patients really are a big hassle, and, and some therapists don't want to take it on. I didn't cause any problems. No, I understand, but like it, it, could, it can really be a challenge, and uh, so it, you have to have a lot of room in your practice and able to take on a, a project like this sometimes. Did you, did, were you acting out at the time in some way? No. Um, actually, it wasn't until the third therapist that I saw that um, I actually let myself get emotional. Mm-hmm. And when I say emotional, I don't mean, you know, banging the wall or something. I was crying and... and, and uh, were you following their directions? What do you mean? I mean, were you doing what they told you to do? Um, telling me to get upset and stuff? No. I mean, were no, you, no. Were In general, were you following their directions? Oh, yeah. Were you calling them in the middle of the night uh, for help no. and things? No. Yeah. Um, um, the only time I ever spoke to them was when I had an appointment with them. All right. So you, you, you've had this horrible, tragic past. Are you able to have a relationship now? No. Yeah, I bet not. No. You, but you, you will. Um, yeah, you should. Why, hopefully. Why don't you make another crack at, at treatment and see if you can find somebody who can handle you and who's got room and somebody who's really highly qualified. Uh, what about some groups, Drew? Mm. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the right thing for me. I her. can't it's do a group thing because I won't say anything. I'll yeah. just sit there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot to get through. I mean, it's just so horrible. I mean, you, uh, do you ever worry? That, uh, let me ask you this, and this is going to sound like... To not, I wouldn't really say multiple personality disorder, but um, it depends on different situations. Um, I can be two different people sometimes. Just not, 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 not two different people. That's not a good way to say it. Um... I just act very differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I put on a great show. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm a great facade artist. When it, when oh, I yes. Yes, you should uh, get an Emmy. Right. Well, right. Uh, All right. Well, here's the deal, Sherry. We've uh, spoken to you for quite a long time. Yeah, uh, we're real sorry to hear about what happened to you. But if you're going to have stable relationships, you're going to have to have a, one with a therapist first, or else you're going to continue to create chaos. All right. And, uh, for, for it's what? impossible to trust somebody. All right. For what Sherry has been through, she She's is doing uh, great. one of the sanest yes. people alive. Yes, absolutely. Okay. John, 23. Shouldn't get to answer a question, by the way. No. Hello. Uh, Let's go back to her. Sherry, stay no, online. Don't, no, don't take no, her off no, there. Oh, please, uh, Drew. We talked to her for 10 minutes. John? Hello, how are you? Good. Well, first I'd like to say, Adam, you're the reason why I keep going. And Drew, I'd like to say you're a gentleman among scholars. Uh, keep going where? Uh, just in life. Oh, okay. The reason you carry on? Basically. Oh, yeah. I am too, by the way. If you don't mind my saying so. <laughs> thank oh. you. No, that's fine. I give you reason for living. Oh, well, thank you very much. Okay. Yes, you do. That's fine. Yeah, um, that's what he said, didn't he? What I can say is six years ago, I was in a motorcycle accident. That left me a T6 paraplegic. And before then, not that I was a Casanova, but I did okay with women. Mm -hmm. Well, Hold on. Where's the T6, Edra? Thoracic? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's the sixth vertebrae down. His arms are fine. Okay. It's just below the nipples by about an inch or so. All right. I wear my nipples real low. (laughs) What kind of injury? Like a chimpanzee. What, what, What happened? I was in a motorcycle accident. Motorcycle accident. Yeah, I uh, made the unfortunate mistake of drinking and getting on a motorcycle. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of a prolonged story. That I've I'd rather done not that many a time, by the way. 
I'm sorry? I, I used to ride a motorcycle for transportation. Had oh, a okay. couple of ninjas and a 404 Honda and all that, and I used to do all that same crap. And I just uh, Well, here's the thing. The road curved hard to the right, and I went straight. Mm. And I hit a guardrail, and I flew about 40 feet, and mm. I hit a tree. Oh, and they labeled me a compression, and they said I was a Frankel like C complete, meaning that I couldn't feel or move. Yeah. But now they label me a Frankel B incomplete because I can feel, which is a really good thing. Oh, below your, below the T. Oh, I see. Okay. See what I'm saying? Partial like, transaction. And actually, yeah, got functionally it. speaking, I'm a T9. Like they they gave me methylprednisone, yeah. which is I guess what they give a lot of paraplegics yeah, now, or yeah. just spinal cord injuries. Yeah. And that helped me quite a bit. Okay, good. But anyway, so like I was saying, before my accident, I wasn't necessarily a Casanova, but I did okay with women. After my accident, I had what I like to call paranoia, like paraplegic paranoia. Right. And um, I had a lot of issues just dealing with women. Like, they would say things that I thought they meant were talking about my accident. Anyway, I finally came to the West Coast about a year ago, and I was lucky enough to find a woman who had no issues with my spinal cord injury, and I had no issues with her. Anyway, um, the long and the short of it is we're now breaking up, and it's the first person that I've been dating in six years, and wow. I feel like I'm 16 years old. I'm 23 now. I was wow. 17 during my accident. The last girlfriend that I had, the breakup kind of came completely out of the blue, mm. and afterwards I went into about like a year of depression. Like I just, You worry you're going to get like that again. Yeah, and that was my main concern, but there were a lot of other things. Like I didn't know what sex would be like. Mm -hmm. I was a virgin at the time. Oh, you're, you never had sex uh, before the accident? Never. Mm. Let me say this, Adam. You would have been proud of me. I was keeping up with the masturbation on a daily basis. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Well, that's and, almost rehab therapy for you. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Since my accident, I kind of even stopped masturbating because it did nothing for me. Mm. But the girl that I was dating, well, since I came here to the West Coast, we've been dating for about four months. She was the first person that I ever had sex you with. You still have normal erection, that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, I can achieve an erection rather easily. To sustain the erection is another thing. But, yeah. I mean, there have been times that I've been able to go for like an hour and a half. Yeah, there, uh, this reminds me, there is a new medicine out. Remember we talked about the stuff you can yes, inject? Yes, the vasopeptide. But there's a new one that you put into the urethra. It's called, like as a suppository, exactly. right? Exactly. And uh -huh. it's called Muse. You just, you just insert it into the urethra and then you, you roll it around. <laughs> but isn't that going to be caught up in the FDA for a long time? Uh, I think it's being released. Really? Yeah. It's well, like, I, you're, I it's a, like I you're trying to start a fire with your penis. <laughs> uh, like you're, you're going for your merit badge or something as a weebelo. Precisely. Uh, so you take uh, this thing, you insert it into the hole at the end of your penis. Yes. Right. Uh, which hole? Oh, no, that's right. And then you rub it uh, vigorously. Like, uh, hey, have you ever seen those garlic peelers? And yeah. little rubber Trust tubes, me, you put the garlic in it, yeah. I rubbed that area vig vigorously before, so I had to. So that, that's uh, that's going to be a great advantage. And how does that work? Does it work? Mm -hmm. Well, wow. well, here's the here's the cool thing about being the incomplete paraplegic. When we first started having sex, there wasn't much to it. Mm -hmm. Now, like, because I just felt a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Well, since then, um, the fellatio has been amazing. Like, I've I've felt quite a bit from that. But then we started experimenting with different positions, and things started feeling really, really good. But, like, down there. But that's just because of, like, All right. my incomplete injury. But the bottom line is, the girl that I've been dating, she's she runs away from me quite a bit. And I I come from, Dr. Drew, I can tell you, I've been listening for, to you for a year. And just from that one year, I've 
learned that I'm quite screwed up. Good. That's uh, that's the mission uh, of Drew, is to uh, convince everyone they're totally insane. Uh, then, as the sanest one, he'll be in charge of the planet. No. <laughs> that is your. That is the subtext no, here. No, that is not the subtext. All right. Uh, listen, let's we got to go to break. Let's go back to John. No, we're not going back to John. We're, we're going way too long on these calls. Uh, Anne's going to kick my booty. Uh, she's breaking up uh, with the guy. Yeah. Uh, here's my advice to breaking up. I've been through uh, many a painful one. If it's if they want to break up, it, then you're breaking up. Yeah, yeah let it go. And yeah, that's true. That's good. Salvage advice. some dignity. Salvage some pride. It, it'll be a great learning Deal experience. With the loss yes, there will be a little depression. That's all right. Yeah. That's part of life. Normal. You move on. And but really, immediately move on to uh, developing new relationships. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the True Car mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes. And third, third it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with True Car. You can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. This is Justine. And Donna. From Elastica. And you're listening to Loveline. So don't go away. Ah, yes, Elastica. Where's that damn Elastica? What? I don't know. I look like I don't? I haven't heard anything from Elastica uh, in a little while. Right, I like them. I hope, uh, remember uh, Justine was all like, hey, it's Justine from Alaska. Uh, was that like a year ago or something? Like, hey, weird society we live in. Drew's smart because he doesn't pay attention to anything, and yeah, therefore uh, nothing goes in or out. You know what I mean? Uh, bell bottoms, uh, shag haircuts, uh, they're, they're all, all still in. They're all in. They're all still they're in. All still in. But uh, remember... Uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to sound cruel or anything. They're probably uh, in the studio making another record or a right. touring well, or something. One thing the hottest thing going. But ju- everybody's got to have a piece of them, and then now they're like nobody's heard from them. Justine from Elastica was a really like hot commodity mm-hmm. uh, about a year, maybe fourteen months ago. She's pretty. She was dating somebody. You got uh, Damon from Blur. Right, and it was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is a, uh, this is, this is a, uh, you know, this is uh, the next. Uh, I don't know, Courtney Love or something, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you haven't heard her name in a year. I mean, nothing. At all. At all. Have not heard Justine's <laughs> name brought up once. Yeah, it's strange. All right. You know how you can tell, Anne? The yeah. interesting thing is yeah. we're now in the uh, season of the uh, uh, radio summer concert season. Right. Uh, we got to do the uh, K-Rock, uh, Big Weenie Roast, coming up here on uh, Saturday. And uh, we were at the, uh, or I was at the uh, HF Festival last weekend. And you look back and you think about the bands that were there last year that were just on fire. Uh, and there's some of them that you just literally haven't heard of since uh, last year's concert. And then there are bands like Beck, or guys like Beck, who I remember seeing Beck at the uh, Weenie Roast about three years ago. 
And he was just like back in a pair of corduroys and a Casio doing uh, Loser. And everyone was like, uh, who's this guy in his Casio? And when's he going to get the F off stage? I mean, it was totally unimpressive. And then I saw Beck uh, 10 days ago in front of 60,000 people just lighting up the crowd. Completely, yeah. uh, playing the harmonica, doing an a, a hour-long set, stealing the show. It's, it's amazing. All right. Uh, <laughs> Next year at this time, I'll go, what's Beck doing? What's remember Beck, Beck last remember, year? Remember the guy, Adam Carolla? <laughs> yeah. What's he doing now? All right. Uh, hey, uh, look. <laughs> Mike like that. Engineer Mike's alive. Check his pulse, quick. Uh, for Christ's sake. You know I tell better jokes than that all night long. But Drew comes up with one mediocre one, and the, uh, the, the audience goes nuts. Kyle, 15. Uh, yeah, what's up? Hey, Kyle. Um, I've got a love problem. Because, like, okay, I'm with this girl, and, like, um, I love her a lot. And she's been in some bad relationships. And so she's having trouble trusting me and telling me that, like, she has feelings for me too. I mean, she's told me that she loves me before. Like, if I tell her I love her, she'll tell me she loves me back. But like any other time, it's like it's never brought up. She won't say anything. All right. So she's, um, you know, she's uh, been, you know, bitten a couple of times. She's, so she's uh, she, she withholding. Has, yeah, she has trouble trusting people. That, that would be that's normal, age appropriate. Yeah. But the thing is, like, well, it must feel bad to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like going crazy because I mean, I. Uh, it's, well, I love her a lot. Kyle, don't, right, don't, don't cling. Don't suck the don't, soul right out of her. Uh, don't put the screws to her, Kyle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I know you're a little needy, and it's a it's a vicious cycle, because the more insecure you get, the more you press on her, the more you press on her, the more she closes up, yeah. and then the more you press on her. Yeah. All right, so here's your job, Kyle. Your job is to somehow realize that she does love you in her own way and that because of events that you're not responsible for and that she's not responsible for perhaps mm. she is only capable of so much at this given time and, and if that is not enough then you may have to get another relationship you have to accept what the reality is don't expect her to be something she's not don't idealize her and insist she's something that you need her to be let her be what she is in the relationship and if that's not enough then right, and, may not be up for the and everybody, everybody understand that there's no universal way of uh, showing uh, affection or love. Uh, there are certain standards uh, that society uses, but some people, uh, all right, this is becoming cathartic again, but some people express <laughs> themselves uh, differently. Give us and, your, what, what do you, personalize this, what do you mean? Come on. All right, I am a guy who is, uh, I don't send flowers. Right. Uh, because I, I can't think of a bigger waste of money than flowers. Yeah, Every time that, I think of flowers, I think of a tool. I, I picture actually sending like a uh, palm sander, putting it in a vase of water, and then throwing it out in three days. Or, or uh, a, a, like a, a, a nice bouquet of uh, monkey wrenches or something. <laughs> All right, nice. Okay, true. Uh, but, but listen. What's uh, up with you? We've no, been uh, no, reading tired. like your uh, Dixie Riddle cups uh, the, over the weekend. But the deal is. Let me do the comedy here. Uh, you mind? Your family never gave gifts. So My gift giving, any kind of giving, is is a, is some troubling to you? Yeah, they were like a, a Jehovah's Witness without the religion. Yeah, uh, they didn't, they, they weren't into really gift giving. They weren't into stuff, and so it's a very uncomfortable. So expressing things is tough for you, right? Yeah. It is. On the other hand, I've never cheated on a woman. This is why, by the way, you and Anne get along so well. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> oh, Adam is, gives gifts all the time. Anne is yeah, the giver of I gifts. Keep and, giving. And, and <laughs> 
He doesn't, well, he doesn't even receive them. He all doesn't I know even, is he my birthday's coming up, and it better be good. Oh, I'm, we gotta I'm pulling together. out all the stuff. I'm telling you, baby. Drew, can you lend me together. 10 bucks? You no, owe me, like, <laughs> two years' worth. Yeah, Ann got me many a gift, and has, uh, Ann has really done everything. And I'm, I'm not, I'm as, a, I'm a, as uncomfortable giving gifts as I am receiving them. Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. All right. And I, I don't do many things well, but I'm dedicated. I never cheat. I don't lie. I'm totally and supportive. I appreciate that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Ann gives a rant, Ann would rather I, I just go off and cheat and then, you know, <laughs> buy her an Angora sweater because right. uh, she's not, she wouldn't be the one I was cheating on. But so, but you didn't finish your point. What? What so was my point? Many people uh, express themselves differently. Right. And it's important to understand your partner and understand their ways. And, 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 and their idea of giving is, is like, like I've gotten girlfriend, I'll get a girlfriend a car alarm <laughs> for a present. <laughs> I, I, but, I have, I've gotten a girlfriend, uh, I've tinted her windows on her car. I, but I think you're missing the point. Those people need to tune in to where their partners are at emotionally. <laughs> what are they feeling? Hey, and wouldn't you dig a window tint? And, and accept no. that and deal with that. And if it's, not a, if it's not good enough, if it's not the relationship you need, then find somebody else. Okay. All right. Uh, Jessica, 19. Hi, guys. Love your show. Um, I just need some advice with um, a parent problem. The story is, um, when I was three, my parents got divorced, and divorce was really messy. You know, they couldn't decide on custody arrangements and everything. And um, during that time, too, each of my parents had gotten remarried, and we were sent to live with my mom. And my mom wouldn't let us go see our dad, even though it was arranged that we were supposed to see him, you know, every so often or whatever. She wouldn't let us go see him, and when she did, she would badmouth him and his new wife, and it just was a bad situation. And what had happened when I was six, she ended up dying of cancer. And we were sent to live with our, our dad and his new wife. And that was kind of a, a not a good situation for me because my parent, like my dad didn't sit us down and like try to, he, he didn't think that I really understood what was going on. And so we never really talked about my mom's death or anything mm -hmm. like that. And you need to talk about it. What? You need to talk about it. Yeah, but see, this is the problem. Um, his new wife and I don't get along at all, mm -hmm. and we haven't I, for a really long time. And they, when they had a baby together mm -hmm. when I was in fifth grade, um, it was really hard for me because all of a sudden I just felt like I didn't fit in with the whole family wow. picture. And, mm -hmm. like, it just it was a lot of mixed emotions for me. And I went through a period when I put my parents through hell. And, and yourself, I assume. What? And yourself, too, probably. Yeah. And All right. Uh, Jessica, we're yeah. running out of show. What's, uh, what's the question? And so I guess I just want to know how to approach my father. And, you know, I want to talk about my mom, but it's like right. forbidden. Okay. Jessica, uh, I grew up, uh, I didn't like my mom. I didn't like my dad. I didn't like my uh, stepmom and uh, many other people. Huge riffs. And I was about your age when I moved out. Uh, here's what you do. Uh, there's no one meeting that's going to clear anything up. There's no card. There's no gift. Uh, you just start. Yeah. It's a little painful. It's a little uncomfortable. But you start easing into it, and you start bringing up things. And sometimes you cry, and sometimes you bring up stuff that's uncomfortable, and sometimes you go away pissed off, and sometimes you go away uh, feeling good. But you just start. And don't try to get it all done in one sitting. Forget it. Just start talking to him, yeah. and just talk to him, and bring uh, mom's name and up. Keep bringing it up. Don't don't yeah. don't don't uh, keep the pressure on. Keep talking. <laughs> okay, and it's like uh, Vince Lombardi here. Here's Loveline.
Yes! I'm going to be hanging with the uh, Boss Tones this weekend. I'm, I'm so uh, true. I'm, I'm telling you, me and Dickie are having a, a love affair. I'm at Del I write him letters and uh, <laughs> spray perfume on Aqua Velva on them I before like, I send it I like it these down. guys. We've hung out with them before. Uh, we are nice doing guys. nothing but hanging with these yeah. guys uh, yeah. this week. Look forward to it. All right. Uh, offspring tomorrow night. Look forward to that. I want to thank everybody. And until next time, this is Sam Crowe Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Will. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXBX on Tooth and Nail Records. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.